essentially, it's about bringing lawyers onto the streets of Durban Etiquini. So we thought we'd try and find out how it's going. It's been a while now. And uh, we've got Raymond Perrier, one of our dear friends here of SAFM, on the line. Raymond, thank you so much for making the time so early in the morning. Michelle, good morning. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. So have you had your first cup of coffee? I, a cup of tea and uh, watching the sun on the ocean here in Durban. It's a beautiful day and it's going to be a hot day, I think, today. Oh, a humid hot day in Durban. Good, I'm not sure. Bad, I'm not sure. I never know <laughs> <laughs> with that humidity. Raymond, let's talk about the um, origins of the um, UKZN Law Clinic's uh, partnership with you, the Street Law Clinic. Yes, so the uh, street law is a, is a concept coined by the, uh, the wonderful Professor David McCoy Mason some years ago to recognize that uh, you can teach lawyers what you like in the, uh, in the classroom, but do they actually understand what happens when law hits the streets? And so all 40 law students at UKZN are required to do some kind of street law project working with ours and other organizations uh, around, the, around the city um, looking at what happens to law in reality, in communities. Uh, we've got lots of uh, wonderful legislation and an extraordinary constitution and so on, but do people actually get the chance to enjoy those rights? You know, what's interesting about it is that it starts to talk to this idea of um, academic learning, which is critical. One's not saying that one shouldn't have it, but how it then gets applied and the reality of like sitting in a classroom versus the reality of being on the street and recognizing the issues that are there and then right there. Completely. And we're really blessed with both UKZN and DUT here in Durban because both those organizations recognize uh, the importance of what you might call situated learning, taking what's learned and putting it into situations and seeing whether it works. So we have that with our law students, we have that with chiropractic students and homeopathy students and social work students and healthcare students and, and even music students. We have music students who come and teach music to homeless people and poor people in our area so they can put that into practice. So Raymond, I understand that you do it in a very specific way. You, um, they, they have to work in pairs, which you can talk about uh, in a moment, but they also have to um, participate in the feeding scheme as well. That's right, yes. So um, I think there is often a tendency to think that, 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 that those who are experts can come in uh, almost, uh, almost parachuted in from above and dispense largesse and wisdom to, uh, to, those, to those who want it. But the problem is if they don't have a bond of trust, then people are going to talk to them and aren't going to, to, to listen to what they have to say. So <clears throat> we require all of the incoming law students to do two things. First of all, to do a thorough briefing with us about homelessness, to understand the issues, to speak to some homeless people in a, in a, uh, uh, in a controlled, in, a, in an observed environment so that we get a sense of how well they engage. And then also to spend a few weeks working in the kitchen serving meals. And that's because by doing that, the homeless guys see these faces, they get to, they get to know who they are. And so when they come to start wanting to engage with them on legal issues, they already know that the law students are on their side. Sure. There's an, a thing of language as well. Uh, yes, so that's uh, one of the reasons why they work in pairs is we make sure in every pair there's a Zulu speaker. Um, some of our, uh, most of our homeless guys um, are okay in English, but obviously some are much more comfortable to speak in Zulu, and so it's important they get the chance to do that as well. And that's also an important learning for, uh, for the lawyers, that you have to engage with your clients in the way that works for them, not the way that works for you. 
Raymond, we have to go to a break, but when we come back from the break, I wonder if you could give us some examples of um, how this has worked, the kinds of discussions that are being had with regards to um, the legal persons and also the homeless people as well. We'll do that when we come back from the break. At SAFM Radio and at Mish Constant on SAFM. We're chatting to Raymond Perrier, the uh, Dynamic Director of the Dennis Hurley Centre, and we're talking about a partnership between the Dennis Hurley Centre and UKZN Law Clinic. The partnership looks and focuses on bringing lawyers to the streets of Durban. It certainly is um, a very powerful and multi- or cross-sectoral partnership that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Raymond, um, before we even go into some of those practical examples that I wanted you to raise, uh, do the students, uh, the, the law students, get uh, credits for doing this? Uh, yes, they have to do a certain number of hours. Yep. And so the, the hours they do without are logged and it's a requirement for their, for their course. Oh, brilliant. And, and I have to say, when we start doing it, some of it with a degree of sort of, well, I suppose I have to, you know, sense of duty. Um, and then over time, they really get into it and they really enjoy it. And the comments that they make at the end and, and how they are transformed as individuals by this experience of talking to fellow South Africans and hearing the reality of people's lives on the streets is really powerful. You know, I love that you say talking to fellow South Africans because there is an implication and it's, it's that someone who is homeless is the other and is Absolutely. not a fellow South African. And once we start to shift those optics, it really does start to shift the conversation, doesn't it? Completely. I mean, the phrase we often use is homeless citizens. They are members of our city. They are part of our citizenry. Uh, they happen to be homeless. They're homeless citizens. They are, they are homeless citizens. But we're all citizens. And therefore, in a city, whether it's Durban or, or, or Joburg or Cape Town, we do better as fellow citizens by working together and supporting each other, not by seeing each other as, as the enemy or, or the other. Raymond, do the, do the um, homeless citizens... Uh, fellow citizens as well, do they come through to the Dennis Hurley Centre for those conversations or do the law students go out to where they are? I mean, I know in the document we talk about the Paddy Kearney Way and anybody who lives in uh, Durban will know where that is. Yeah, so, 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 so Paddy Kearney Way is just in front of our building. So that's where homeless guys are gathering to wait for breakfast and lunch. Uh, you know, we served 160,000 meals last year, so we have, we have a lot of throughput of people. And so people are hanging around there anyway. And the law students set up little tables next to where they are. So we're not asking people to come into the building, to go into an office. All of that can be quite intimidating. Absolutely. Instead, the guys are, are sitting there. They've got badges on so people know who they are. And the idea is it starts off just as a conversation. Somebody comes along and shares about a problem they've got. There's maybe someone in the family has died and they think that they are due money from the will. How can they pursue that? How can they find out about that? Uh, people have got questions about grants. People have got questions about uh, access to children. People have got questions um, about all kinds of things. And one of the key things we, we need to impress upon the law students is they're not miracle workers. They can't solve something in an instant and make sure the homeless guys recognize that the, the, these, uh, these, these law students, no matter how committed they are, can't solve something immediately. Often it's a, it's a long-term thing, but it starts with that conversation. Is this something only for homeless people? I mean, I listen to you talk in some of the topics and I go, wow, actually there's a huge opportunity to expand this even further. 
Well, completely. So, so if I do get outside, anybody who's walking past, I mean, our Paddy Carney Way is a pretty, pretty busy uh, pedestrian uh, uh, throughway uh, around the taxi ranks. So there are people coming through all the time. Anyone yeah. who's coming through can stop and, and, and talk to the law students and get some advice. So they're, sort of, they're, 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 they're the four, first point of contact. Yeah. If uh, it looks as if there is a case or there's something more serious that can be taken on, then they get referred to, to graduate law students who come in once a week, who in turn will refer them up to Howard College to the, to the law clinic there. Raymond, so we're effectively acting as a sort of preliminary, preliminary screener into, into that process. Yeah. In closing, um, it, I wonder if it's also a space for people to just be heard um, and not you know, feel like they, they're not being heard and not being listened to. And I think that that's a great difficulty for many people in this country. Yeah, it, it, it really is. So one of the biggest issues that homeless guys have is the constant harassment they have by city officials here, uh, security officials, and particularly the Metro Police. So to be able to speak to somebody about that, to say what happened, often they don't have enough details. It's hard for us to, uh, uh, to, uh, to bring a case. But we're doing two things. We're listening to them and saying, okay, we've heard you and we're aware that this has happened. We can look at patterns of behavior. But also say to people, next time it happens, you need to see, try and get the, the badge number, try and get the name of the officer. If it's a car, try and get the registration number. And so we're encouraging people to, uh, to make better statements for, for next time. Raymond, as always, thank you so much for making the time and uh, well done on the work that you're doing. It's people like you that really do make this country a very special place. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I make, can I make a final appeal? Yes. Um, we are coming up to, as I'm sure people know, Pancake Tuesday on, on Tuesday. Pancake Tuesday is wonderful. The whole point of Pancake Tuesday is the beginning, as the day before the beginning of Lent. Uh, Lent yeah. is that period, 40 days leading up to Easter, where Christians are invited to reflect and to think about other people. Very interesting, this year, uh, a few weeks later, Ramadan begins. So we've got these two periods of reflection and fasting, which, uh, which two of our major religious traditions are covering. Here's what I want to say. The tendency is to think, of, what should I give up for men? What should I give up for Ramadan? And, 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 and there is value in that. But I'd like people to think about is, what can I take up for men? What can I do during Lent that will actually help other people? Around this country, there are thousands of fantastic NGOs doing amazing work, and every one of them can benefit from people with time and with skills who want to help. So let me encourage people who are thinking, what do I do when I wake up after gorging myself on pancakes on Tuesday? What can I take up to cement, and who can I help? Get in touch with a local organization and do something that makes a difference in your community. I mean, Raymond, you say, what can I give up? Maybe it's like, what can I give as yeah, opposed absolutely. to give up? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be money. It can be time. It can be talent. Raymond, thank you so much. You remind us uh, what our humanity is all about. I appreciate that. All the best. God bless. Have a great Sunday. Yeah, you too. Raymond Perry, director of the Dennis Hurley Centre. And uh, there he goes. As we move into Lent, for those who are Christians, and 